you are going to become embedded with your target shopper, with your brand fan, whomever it is online right now. So service over harvest right now. Serve is always a good way to go, not sell during a time like this. Welcome to the Channel Mastery Podcast. If you're a specialty business and brand leader obsessed with understanding what the most effective channels are today to connect with, serve, and sell to your target consumers, then you've just found the perfect podcast and community. My name is Kristen Carpenter, and I'm your host and the founder of Verde Brand Communications, the presenting sponsor of Channel Mastery. Verde created the Channel Mastery Podcast to level the playing field for the specialty brands we serve. Every week on this show, we study how consumer preferences are changing and the evolving channels they like to use to engage with their favorite brands. Once again, welcome to Channel Mastery and subscribe today. I am excited to be coming to you live today on this fine Thursday, the 3rd of April. Maybe it's the 2nd of April. Yes, yesterday was April Fool's Day, and I noticed that nobody celebrated that outwardly. Usually one of our favorite holidays at Verde. But I wanted to uh, go ahead and do a live stream today because I have a podcast that I've actually been researching for a really, like probably five days now, because I keep getting questions from our client roster my employees, as well as the channel mastery community on just what this is going to do, what we're living through right now with the pandemic and now recession, um, unprecedented, and how that's going to affect consumer um, behavior and consumer psychology. So I have prepared a podcast and I normally would just plug in and do this via audio, but I figured, hey, why not? I'm going to go ahead and record a Facebook Live. So with that, I'm just going to drop right in and I will be reading from my notes. So. I've had the honor of doing a lot of webinars in the past three weeks to a month for great organizations like the National Bicycle Dealers Association, um, several for the Snow Sports Industries Association, and also for the American Mountain Guides Association, and I have a bunch more coming up. And I want to invite you to go to veritypr.com to look at the great resources that we've pulled together, both with our podcast, with our blog, and through some of these webinars that we've done. And today I did a great one for us. Uh, with Snow Sports Industries Association that you'll be able to check out at snowsports.org. Probably tomorrow, the 3rd of April, they'll probably have something up on their resources page for COVID. So in talking to our clients, as I said recently, and just a lot of people in my network, um, it's obvious that the coronavirus is going to change consumer behavior and consumer preferences. I mean, let's be honest, we don't know how, but at the same time, all of us can feel that we're changing every single day. Um, For example, we're all exchanging more video content and engaging with that. We're shopping more online and we're doing a lot of just interfacing with video. Uh, One of the cool things we launched today for the Dirty Kanza for our client lifetime is a virtual camp and it's multiple days long. It has an incredible content. I invite you to check it out. The link for that will actually post here to the Verity Brand Communications Facebook page, as well as to our 
barrytpr.com blog, but that's going live, I think, right now, literally. <laughs> and what we did is we basically took the camp and made it an interactive, sorry, an immersive um, digital experience, and it's really cool and fun. So that's an example of exactly what we're doing. And ultimately, this is going to go on long enough for us to create new habits because that's what that's what our brains are wired to do. Um, because we're less face-to-face and we're not out in public, our decision framework is going to be different when we have the opportunity to go go back and do that again. We'll be taking more time considering if it's worth getting back in front of people or doing things how we used to do it. We have a part of our brain that's basically the primal or reptilian part of our brain that literally is made, it's in place to keep us alive. Uh, We're going to be talking some about that today. And the habits that it creates within us are ways that it ensures that we're burning the least amount of energy in our brains to keep us alive. So we're building new habits right now through how we're interfacing with our um, isolated experiences, our working from home, um, having our kids home, canceling travel, etc. So our preferences will follow. We are doing this for a long enough period of time already where our preferences will be changing as consumers. So for those of you who are loyal listeners to Channel Mastery, our show is all about hacking the sales and marketing channels that our target shoppers use to discover, engage with, buy from us, et cetera. Um, That's what Channel Mastery was launched to do in 2017. And it's definitely going to be more relevant than ever as we're navigating our way out of this recession and obviously the pandemic. So we often talk about how big marketplaces and big retail um, train consumers, and that is also happening right now. So the way Amazon has changed their algorithm, for example, to have um, really important personal, you know, products like toilet paper, paper towels, um, things that people need around, you know, fighting illness and staying healthy is how Amazon has basically set their algorithm today. So that's another way that we're being trained right now as consumers. Um, And just interestingly, we don't really have a comp to look at um, as a business owner myself and and working with a lot of clients and a lot of people within my network. As we're trying to adjust our businesses right now, it's basically the wild, wild west. But a lot of us are using the comp of the 2008 recession uh, to help guide that just because it's literally the only thing that we have. So knowing that, I've done a little bit of research for us for this show, and I believe what I'm about to share will give us some kind of a semblance of a foundation in terms of how we're hardwired as humans and also from the recession to figure out, well, where might consumer preferences land? Again, we don't know the horizon line on the pandemic, so it's kind of a crapshoot, but I had to at least try because nobody I know, myself included, would sit around and not make a plan at this point. So we have to at least try. Um, One of my favorite authors, speakers, and content creators is Scott Galloway. He wrote the incredible book, The Four, The Hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, and he's a professor at NYU as well. He's also started nine businesses, and some of them have had spectacular failures. I love that he's an academic, but has a real-world business experience with face plants and all. The most recent episode that he um, did on his new podcast called The Prof G Show, and again, I'll have links for everything at verdepr.com forward slash blog, as as well as channelmastery.com and in the Facebook page that we have here at Verity Brand Communications. He has a brand new podcast. It only has three episodes, and I'm talking about the second episode in this live stream today. He interviewed a person who he works with at NYU by the name of Professor... 
Jonathan Haidt. And he is a social psychologist and he studies morality, politics, and he takes what he calls an evolutionary view. The bulk of his interview is about the three major psychological systems he sees humans using and how they deal with crisis. So I thought this was a really exceptional interview. And I, um, I love Professor Galloway's content. Um, keep in mind, I'm, I'm recommending that you listen to a show that has a little bit of adult humor in it. So I wouldn't play it around your kids. Um, and I can't find transcripts to his shows either. So I had to really listen to this a few times to kind of get out what I was hoping to share with you. But ultimately, what Professor Haidt brings to our goal here in terms of looking at consumer psychology are three toolboxes that we are wired to have as humans. Um, and they basically uh, come into play when the you-know-what hits the fan in our lives, which I think we're squarely in right now. Um, so ultimately, the first one is a toolbox that helps us with collaboration, meaning if another group attacks us, we come together quickly. Okay, so that's the first one. And that's the one that I think we used for 911, according to Professor Height. It gives us a sense of the psychological wiring that we share and how do we respond collectively when we are attacked. It was clear all around us back then. People banded together around 9-11. And the second one is the pathogen avoidance toolbox. And Professor Haidt goes on to say, pathogens certainly kill many more of our ancestors than did foreign attacks or murder or violence. But did you know that we as humans have an elaborate system of disgust at contagion sensitivity? I didn't know that either. But this is one of the ways that we're wired. So we have an immune system in our body that fights off viruses and bacteria. Our brains make us engage in behaviors that minimize the risk of contagion. And this pulls us apart. So the second toolbox is about us pulling apart from each other. When we face something like a contagious virus with no cure that's causing a pandemic, (laughs) we have a tendency to kick in our contagion sensitivity. So this makes perfect sense to me, and I'm sure that it does to you as well. It is a survival mechanism. And the third system is the starvation system. We evolved in times of feast and famine, and when there's a shortage, we get pretty darn selfish, at least when we see others as competitors. So 9-11 definitely pulled from that first toolbox. And I would say squarely coronavirus is the second two, the pathogen and the starvation threat, which really doesn't bode very well for how we're going to get through this as a species together, I would think. But oddly enough, Professor Height explains that despite our hardwiring, we're also coming together, thankfully, in a cooperative way right now. So last week's Channel Mastery episode talked about just that. We talked about the news cycle because Verde is taking a leadership role, talking about that to all of our communities right now and giving them everything they need to communicate strongly and authentically to their internal and external stakeholders. Um, but we discussed that last week in our episode, we discussed the how the news cycle affects audience sensitivity and how to understand and read that. But we also talked about um, just how as a, collective group of humans in America, at least as it was, as this virus was moving into America, we kind of ran for the basement. I think when we had, you know, a few of the major news announcements that came out, one example would be the pandemic and another was looking at the market reaction, et cetera. And then last week, the episode talked about how we were starting to maybe peek out of our bunkers a little bit and look at how we might be able to help and be generous to others who are in much worse positions than we are with the coronavirus crisis. 
So that response is a clear sign, in my opinion, of the need for a community, especially in the time of isolation. So what am I talking about? I mean, here I am trying to help everybody with their brand communications. I'm saying this to you because I want you to understand how we're wired as humans. And ultimately, it helps you make decisions in terms of how you're going to talk about your brand with your audiences. And obviously, we do that differently to our internal workforce, our close external stakeholders, and then our audiences on social media, et cetera. But this is a very interesting thing to consider as we're talking about our brand to people. So that's why I think we're getting a lot of likes and shares on content around companies turning their manufacturing facilities into, um, you know, Basically, centers for creating masks, both hard plastic and fabric. Our client Kitsbo, um, our client Outdoor Re- Research, they're all doing this. Um, but ultimately, this cooperation is a hardwired human tendency and a longstanding evolutionary force, Dr. Haight says, that helped us become cooperators. And that is part of how we survive. So, that is definitely something that is kicking in from an instinctual standpoint for all of us as humans. And keep in mind, this will continue to bob and weave as the news cycle continues to change, but it's an interesting foundation. One of my favorite things in the entire podcast is when Dr. Haight points out, it is an incredibly interesting time right now because we have an ancient thread of a pandemic hitting us at a time when we have new technological tools and social arrangements that have never been tried before. And that is super fascinating, especially in my line of work in brand communications. This is also the first time in history that a pandemic has been global. And I guess, you know, back in 1917 with the Spanish flu, we probably knew it was global, but we didn't have the communication tools at that time to see the real time nature of that. We've all known that this is global from the beginning. And that's another thing that he thinks has led to the cooperation that he's seeing um, in a bit of a surprise way, frankly, around what's happening with the COVID-19 crisis. He calls it, there's a strong thread of people seeing a team humanity effort fighting the crisis. The rest of the Professor Galloway show, the Prof G show, goes into some pretty crazy territory, but it's definitely worth a listen. The first episode is fantastic. I haven't listened to the third one. It just dropped today. But for our purposes, Professor Hates, H-A-I-D-T, his interview, I think, was one of the most relevant for what I'm trying to help you with today, which is where is consumer perception going? How is consumer behavior going to change? And again, there's no crystal ball, but... As leaders of specialty businesses, we have to start evaluating and we will be evaluating again and again. So understanding how we're wired as people gives us a glimpse into how we're going to adapt behaviorally in the pandemic. And as I said in last week's show, we are all in it in the middle of this class five rapid, having our normal worlds completely flipped. So it is a time of forced reckoning, a time of deep thinking. And that is a really good thing. Should you choose to take it on in terms of steering your life in an interesting new direction where maybe you have the opportunity to change things up quite a bit right now, it's red pill time, everyone. And that's kind of where we left things last week on the Facebook live. And we don't really have a blue pill to take. So might as well take the red pill as far as I'm concerned. So as I said, every single day, seven days a week, at Verde, we are literally on the phone and with text and emails helping our clients and our network navigate what's happening. And every single time 
even though we talk about it repeatedly, our clients have difficulties trusting what they should be putting out there to their audiences. Know that if you're feeling that way, it's very, very normal. Okay. And it's actually a good thing because you really do need to understand where your audience is as a daily practice today. And that's one of the things that's going to become a huge asset for you as a business leader or a marketing and communications leader coming out of this. You are going to become embedded with your target shopper, with your brand fan, whomever it is online right now, just by being able to tap into what you see through your email service provider in terms of how people are responding to your email or also through your social media. All of that is free, That the analytics there. So service over harvest right now. Serve is always a good way to go, not sell during a time like this. All right. So I also wanted to wrap up this episode by taking a page of the playbook of recovery from 2008's Great Recession. So I'll put the link to this article, which is published in the Harvard Business Review in April of 2009 in the show notes, as well as in Facebook here. Um, so basically, this article was titled, How to Market in a Downturn. Super interesting, right? I think we all know we're facing a absolute double whammy with our target shoppers right now, pandemic plus recession, okay? Um and this recession that we're in right now, because it is, you know, maybe it was on the horizon for quite some time. Everybody's been expecting one, but nobody thought it was going to be kicked off with a pandemic. So there's no comps whatsoever in that in that department. But we're going to go ahead and pull a comp, a comparable with the 2008 recession. So I wanted to share just a couple of really good excerpts from this article in the Harvard Business Review published in April 2009, How to Market in a Downturn. And it basically is about the evolution of consumers. What I'm citing here is not to promote marketing communications, because obviously that's what Verde does. It is literally to provide you with a glimpse on consumer behavior change and consumer psychology. So here are three big hits that I wanted to share. While it's wise to contain costs, it's important not to slash and burn your marketing and communications investment, the article says. The next point, failing to support brands or examining a core customer's changing needs can jeopardize performance over the long term. Okay, Captain Obvious, I totally get that, but important to note, right? And then the third is companies that put customer needs under a microscope and take a scalpel rather than a cleaver to the marketing budget and nimbly adjust strategies, tactics, and product offerings in response to shifting demand are more likely than others to flourish both during and after a recession. Basically, this is a fancy way of saying don't hit set and forget and re-examine what you're spending on audience engagement and growth because obviously your audience's priorities have just completely flipped on their ear, right? So let's look at this together. Even though those were pretty obvious statements, I've got some interesting analysis that the article offers. And again, it's just interesting to me that this was presented in April of 2009, 11 years ago, okay? Not today during a time when at the end of the year last year, I was reading you know, trend pieces on retail about how humans, humans, people were <laughs> tired of spending five and a half hours on their devices. And that's an adult, by the way, not a teenager for the average American adult. It's crazy. And they were really wanting to have human to human interaction. And this was going to be at a year of, ex you know, experiential retail redefined um, in 2020, right? Obviously that didn't happen with forced isolation. So 
what is recession psychology going to look like um, with the pandemic in the age of Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, big tech? That's what we're going to look at here. And um, this article hopefully will round out what we shared in, you know, from Dr. Haight in Prof G's um, podcast. So at that time, the recession was caused by a wave of bad economic news that eroded confidence and buying power. It drove customers to adjust their behavior in fundamental and permanent ways. And the Great Recession came from Europe and USA's irresponsible consumerism, creating a quicksand of debt, dwindling savings, and home equity. Um, And then it also says, marketers abetted consumers in defining the good life in material terms and urged them to live beyond their means. Some could argue that that is happening again. It resulted in a meltdown where consumers faced piles of bills, stagnant or failing incomes, and shrinking nest eggs. Consumer skepticism and distrust escalated from corporate scandals and failures in financial housing and insurance sectors. The article cites that the conference board's U.S. Consumer Confidence Index was at its lowest level since tracking began in 1967. So here's the framework that they offer, and I think this is useful for us today of course, considering where we are as people in terms of the fact that we're tethered to our browsers right now, even more than we were in December. Okay. I mean, if we were 5.5 hours in Q4 of 2019, I can't even imagine what that number would be today um, during this coronavirus crisis. So the Harvard Business Review laid out the following framework in terms of how a brand and business can assess around a consumer recession mindset. They define the consumers in four groups. One is slam on the brakes, where you're most hardest hit financially. The second archetype is pained but patient, resilient and optimistic about a long-term, but less confident about recovery in the near-term. As the recession goes on, pained but patient evolves to slam on the brakes. (laughs) That to me is important to point out because we don't have a horizon line on this pandemic. We don't know how long it's going to go. And in my world of outdoor recreation, people think that perhaps when we're allowed to recreate outside and be together again, that we will be able to actually see an increase in sales at retail. That very well may happen, but I will tell you, we're going to probably have multiple, multiple seasons to work through what's happening right now at retail. So the next third archetype is comfortably well off. These consumers are confident they can write out bumps in the economy. They're more selective about what they buy, but they're still buying. And lastly is the live for today segment. They extend their timetable on major purchases, but otherwise they carry on. And I think by and large, we have the same type of thing happening today with archetypes of consumers. But again, it's far too early to tell where we're all going to end up. But I think that these four segments um, could be accurate today. And the, the second part of this framework and This is the only, you know, I'm not going to go super deep here, but the second part is how they consider purchases or consumption. And that's also divided into four categories. So you feasibly could take the four groups of profiles of consumer in a recession, as well as how they consider purchases and kind of make your own graph and do your own analysis again and again. Okay. So here are the four purchase and consumption categories. Number one is the essentials for survival. And you probably have been seeing the same articles that I have around, you know, the essentials have actually changed because of the forced isolation and the fact that we're stuck in our homes. Essential items 
before that are different than what they would have been in the recession of 2008 because people could still leave their homes and go do things. So keep that in mind. And I have heard, and this might just be our industry or community saying this, but I have heard that bicycle is a part of the essential mindset now, which is really cool to think about. And hopefully it will stay that way. The second is treats, indulgences that are immediate and justified in people's minds. For me, I wish I could go get ice cream just about every day. That would be a treat, but you hear where I'm going. So number one is essentials. Number two is treats. Number three is postponables. Okay. So those are needed and desired items that are put off. Okay. And then number four is expendables, unnecessary or unjustifiable. So on the SIA town hall today that I did. It had Matt O'Connor, who is the Western sales rep manager for Patagonia or leader, Tom Adams, the CEO of Petzl America, and Dave Olson, who is president and partner at Eric's Bike and Board. Okay. So those were my panelists and we talked through a number of, of issues. I'll post that at Verde. It will also be at snowsports.org, but be sure and check Verde PR's blog or channel mastery in the show notes for this episode for that. But the reason I bring that up is we did talk about consumer mindset now in the middle of the pandemic. And we're definitely at like clearly at slam on the brains breaks. I wish we could slam on the brains sometimes. <laughs> Slam on the brakes as well as essentials. We're at one and one right now. And basically we talk about as things start to come back online, how we adjust that. So it'd be really cool if you could check out that um, webinar. It was an hour long, um, about a 40 minute presentation of the panel, 20 minutes of questions. It's really um, informative. So in my opinion, that framework is still applicable today. I would definitely jot that down and I would Keep an eye on the news cycle, keep an eye on your business, keep an eye on when we're allowed to get back out and recreate and just make the adjustments as you're checking in with your audience, not only on their sentiment, on how you're trying to uh, be resourceful and serve them with your content, but watch what they're doing around um, interacting with maybe some retailers online with social, et cetera. Talk to some of your, your network, even if you consider them to be competitors, people are super open-minded right now to collaboration. There's that collaboration again. So I just encourage you to have as much conversation as you can and get as much beta as you can at this time. People are really open to doing that and they're very collaborative. So there was one absolute gem that emerged from the Harvard Business Review, that article from 2009 that I have to share. Okay, here it is. During recessions, it's more important than ever to remember that loyal customers are the primary enduring source of both cash flow and organic growth. You might be saying, duh. Okay, what this says to me as I look at 2009 and 11 years later where we are, our audiences are that loyal customer, okay? We didn't have access to our audiences the way that people did back then, they were looking at a customer base, probably through a point of distribution, like a brick and mortar store. Maybe it was grocery. I'm not sure. But point being is consider where your loyal customers are as equal to where your audience is, the channels they're engaging with you on, um, where they're interfacing most with your content or sharing or, you know, wanting to join in to your content. So that's very, very important to watch because it basically says it is the primary enduring source, source of both cash flow and organic growth. That could not be more true than it is today. And that is the number one reason why you, you cannot go dark to your audiences right now. Of course, you won't go dark to your internal workforce. 
I mean, I'm hoping nobody will, but that is a best practice. And we talk about that a lot in the first three podcasts of the COVID-19 series that Verde is doing. This is number four. So be sure and check those out. The transcripts are available. But keep in mind, keeping that audience connection emotionally serving through this crisis, you're going to stay close to them. And that is how you're going to get your business back online when things do turn on. Okay. And it's not going to go boom, right back to where it was, but you'll also have a closer relationship with your consumers or end consumers. And you'll be able to actually see how they're reacting and responding to things coming back online. It will help you be more agile. So I cannot emphasize enough to keep the lights on with your communications. It is literally critical to the survival of your business. It is the most important asset and the most important muscle you can build right now on a day-to-day basis. It is not optional. Okay. Another interesting thing, and then I'm done, I swear. They talked about how you have to change your marketing mix. And at that time, it was radio, billboard, and TV. Um, It's not the content-driven experiences that we're posting on our target shoppers' preferred channels today. What we're doing today, I think, is much easier. It It makes us much more human and enduring I'm sorry, endearing to our end consumers uh, and vice versa. We learn a lot about them when we embed with them. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So the transcript for this episode will be at channelmastery.com. It will be on veritypr.com's COVID resource page. I invite you to uh, check back there to find links to all the transcripts for the webinars that we've been doing, but be sure you also check out National Bicycle Dealers Association website, NBDA, uh, snowsports.org. And um, yeah, I think those are the two right now. We have more coming out soon. Another town hall for SIA next week that is focused on um, employee relations and communications during the crisis, which should be a really good one. Uh, And I will be sharing the links to this episode with Snooze, Bicycle Retailer, SIA, and NBDA. It was a lot of info, I realize, but I wanted you to be prepared and ready for when things do come back by getting to know your end consumer, your target shopper better than you ever have before by engaging with them and embedding with them during the COVID crisis. And if you need any tips on how to do that, check us out at veritypr.com and you can fire questions my way. I'm looking for questions right now for stuff that I can cover that will be of value to you, be of value to you. And that is channelmastery at veritypr.com. That is the email that goes directly to me. Thank you so much, everyone. Signing off for now. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you're finding value in the Channel Mastery Podcast, and I certainly hope you are, I'd love to ask that you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, as well as rate and review the show on iTunes. Doing so helps more people discover the content, more specialty business and brand leaders can be helped by the incredible resources we're offering every week on the show. I also would like to invite you to join our community at channelmastery.com or verdepr.com. Sign up with your email and you'll receive special resources and content created just for friends of the podcast. You'll also receive advanced notice of new Channel Mastery trainings and offerings Thanks for listening and see you next week.